Father God, we come to you in the assurance that you are present with us. Encourage us in this challenging time. And so we call upon you to minister, to speak to each and every one of us. Reveal yourself, we humbly pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Our theme for today is moments of revelation. Moments of revelation. And our text comes from Luke chapter 24, verses 13 to 35. The text that, the, that Brother Keith read for us this morning. It's a wonderful story as we continue the celebrate the resurrected Lord. During this Easter tide, the story reminds us as the two disciples were walking down the road to Emmaus and they were discussing the situation that has happened and Jesus appeared to them and he walked with them, he talked with them and he revealed scripture to them and their eyes were opened. Then they invited him home and they break bread and gave to them. And then they realized who he actually was. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. And they ran and continued to share this gospel message about Jesus Christ. And so there are quite a few points I want to share with you today. Walking, with, walking and talking with Jesus, breaking bread, the blessed, the broken and the gifted experience, relationship versus religion, and of course for all of us to have a spiritual insight into the things of God. So we need the spiritual sight and of course to understand that the Lord is sending each and every one of us. Let's begin with walking and talking with Jesus. My friends, life is a journey. Amen? Life is a journey. And as you journey into the unknown tomorrows, as you journey into the future, Jesus wants to journey with you. He wants to join you on life's journey. He wants to accompany you. Jesus wants to accompany you as you walk out your faith, as you live out your discipleship as a child of God as we live out our discipleship as Christians in our church, in our community, in our workplace, in the community, etc., etc., Jesus wants to accompany you. It was two of them on that road to Emmaus. Now, I want to ask you a question. Who is your partner in the faith? Who are you chatting with regularly? Who are you talking to about yourself, about your life? It is important, and I stress, it is very important that you choose wisely those with whom you speak, those with whom you chat. Avoid negative people. Avoid discouraging people. Avoid them. And the reason is, you need to be joining with a believer, somebody that when you are talking with him or her, Jesus 
will join your conversation. And as he joined them on that road to Emmaus, he would join you on your journey in life. But your conversation has got to be clean. Your conversation has got to be spiritual. It has to be with someone of faith. So Jesus would join you. And when Jesus joined you, hallelujah, he would expound the scriptures to you. He would meditate to you. He would bless you. So I encourage you, my friends, to invite Jesus into your prayer time, to invite Jesus into your worship time, to invite Jesus into your home. Make your journey blessed by his presence as you discuss day after day. Let Jesus be with you. Let Jesus reveal himself to you. Something that is very interesting, there were two disciples on the road to Amias. Only one was named. The other is Cleopas. And as our theme is moments of revelation, I want you to know that the Lord has revealed to me who the name of the, the name of the second disciple. I wonder if you know who it is. The Bible does not tell us, but in these moments of revelation, God has revealed to me who the unnamed disciple is. Do you want me to tell you? Okay. The unnamed disciple is you. The unnamed disciple is me. We need to learn that it is very important that Jesus wants us to have a conversation. The gospel stories are recorded for all time, for all conversation. The other person that was working with Cleopas is you. So that by this way, we enter the story. We join the story and we continue the conversation live with Jesus. Conversations that will glorify God. The Bible tells us that as they journeyed, Jesus began to expound the scripture. And when he began to expound the scripture, their, their hearts was warmed. They, they received something. And friends, that is the power of the Holy Spirit, applying the scriptures to our hearts. I have asked myself, I wonder what scripture Jesus was expounding to them. And some scriptures came to my mind. Isaiah chapter 7, when it says the Lord will give you a sign. In verse 14, Jesus was saying to them, that has been fulfilled in your presence. How about Isaiah 53 verse 3? He was despised and rejected by man, man of sorrow. How about Isaiah 53 verse 7? He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. Like a lamb to the slaughter friends, he did not open his mouth. And so Jesus taught and expounded the scriptures. And I hope that when we are in church, whenever the word of God is being read, we would feel that warmness within us, that the Holy Spirit gives to all as he reveals himself through his word. We move on now to the breaking of the bread. They invited him home. 
Come and stay with us. Come and stay with us. Let us invite Jesus home afresh and anew. Last week he was in our home and he, he said, peace be unto us. And we declared, I believe. Hallelujah. Let him stay in our home. He break bread with them. One of the things that's very interesting, that everywhere in the gospel that Jesus break bread, there was consistency. And what do I mean by consistency? By consistency, I mean the word says that Jesus took bread. So first he took the bread and then he blessed the bread. He broke the bread and gave the bread. And so in these moments of revelation, let me reveal to you what the Lord has revealed to me to share with you today. Praise God. In breaking of bread today, we normally do that when we are celebrating communion. But when we celebrate communion, it's always moments of revelation. When we celebrate communion, there is something that happens that we refer to as transubstantiation. Transubstantiation. That is to say, the blood, hallelujah, and the wine, they become the body, the bread and the wine, they become the body and blood of Christ. It's called transubstantiation. Breaking bread, coming together, having bread and wine as moments of revelation. Breaking bread is a time of thanksgiving. When we celebrate communion, we say, let us give thanks to the Lord, our God. It's a time of thanksgiving. It's a time of memorial. He says, whenever you do this, do this in remembrance of me. Do not forget me. I am the Lord your God. Do not forget me from the day you were born up till now. I have been with you. I have walked with you. I want to continue walking with you. There is also an eschatological significance. Eschatological significance, eschatological, that which is to happen, that which is to come, where we say at the end, thank you. Have united us, giving us a foretaste. That is the eschatological significance, a foretaste of the heavenly banquet prepared for all mankind. Moments of revelation. Let's continue. The broken bread. How do we apply that to our lives, friends? And I want to talk to you now as we continue in our message about the blessed the broken and the gifted experience. So many times we quit as Christians during the process of brokenness. It is very difficult to see God in the process of brokenness. When we go through remarkable times of hardship, remarkable times of pain, let us remember that the breaking comes before the giving. The breaking comes before the giving. Like bread, God will take us. He will bless us. And he will break us. And he would give us to the world. He would give us 
to the world. Let me give you two examples. One about Joseph and the other about David. Like Joseph, Joseph was blessed. He was blessed by God in his dreams and in his visions. He was broken because he was sold by his brothers as a slave. He was put in prison. But God was still with him. And just before the famine came, the Lord blessed him mightily. He interpreted the dreams of the king. And he was given now by God to help the, the known then world. So he was given now by God as a blessing. But he was blessed, he was broken, and now he was given. He forgave all those who wronged him. He forgave all those who disrespected and ill-treated him because God now used him, hallelujah, to be a blessing he gave him to the world. How about David? David was blessed because he was given strength by God. He defeated the bear. He defeated the lion. And of course, Goliath, the giant. He was broken because Saul was jealous of him. Saul was envy of him. And Saul was persecuting him. Of course, he was broken when he committed adultery. He repented of his sins, and then God gave him to the world. The Bible tells us that David was a man after God's own heart, after he repented of his sins and turned to God. God used him to do mighty things. He was the first king to unite the northern and the southern kingdoms of Israel. I don't know what stage you are at in your life now, whether you are at a blessed stage, a broken stage, or a given stage. But whatever stage you are, my friends, God loves you. And God would move you from one stage to the other. But just remember, God would never let you be put to shame. He would never let your enemies overcome you, no matter what your situation or circumstances looks like. Hallelujah. Because he has a relationship with you and you have a relationship with him. And it's very important as we move now to relationship versus religion. He said to his disciples, peace be with you. And he's saying to me, peace be with me. And he's saying to you, peace be with you. But that individual relationship Jesus wants with his people, many times he asks People, what do you want me to do for you? He met with Nicodemus on a one-to-one. He told him, you must be born again. He met with a woman at the well. Hallelujah. And he said to her, if you know who is asking you for water. He met Mary, hallelujah, on that resurrection morning. And blessed. So he wants a personal encounter, a personal relationship with everyone. So I encourage you. Hallelujah. From the man that was blind at the pool to Zacchaeus, to everyone, he just wants a relationship with us. And for those of us who have been holding on to religion, please understand that it is relationship that should be our priority and not religion. I'll tell you some reasons why. 
Jesus looks at the inside. Jesus looks inward. He looks at the heart. Our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Religion looks at the outside, what you wear, your rituals, your customs, and your law. My friends, people look at the outside, but God looks at the inside. Jesus wants a relationship with us because relationship pulls down barriers. Relationship is about love. It's about people. It's about unity. It's about peace. It's about Christ letting us know. In Christ, there is no East, there is no West. There is no Greek, there is no Gentile. There is no white, there is no black. We are all belonging to one God, one humanity. Relationship with Christ pulls down barriers. Religion puts up barriers. Denominationalism. All religious wars and conflicts around the world. In religion, you have to walk your way to God. But with Jesus Christ, he's the way. He's the way. I am the way, the truth, and the life. With relationship with Christ, he is the revelation. He reveals himself to us. And with religion, it's about opinion. You're either liberal, you're evangelical, or something, Pentecostal, or something. But with Christ, it is about the word being revealed to us. The word of God does not lie. It is not about your opinion. It is about what the word of God says. Hence, many times it is declared, it is written. It is written. Hallelujah. And finally, I want to say on this um, relationship, it's about commitment. Mm -hmm. Discipleship. Come and follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Religion is about spectatorship. Come and sit down and do nothing. It is, this is my church. I don't have to do anything. I built it. It belongs to me. No, it's about service. Praise God. And I think my last point is spiritual sight. Their eyes were open, moments of revelation. And the only one of the stories that comes to my attention is that required written in Acts of the Apostle, chapter 9, about the conversion of Saul. His eyes were open. The scale fell off from his eyes. And I'm sure we are all familiar with that story. And I pray today in this moment of revelation experience that you, hallelujah, would dedicate yourself so that your eyes be open. The scale on your eyes be open so that you can see spiritually. Now, St. Paul had a wonderful experience. Today we have as our theme, the road to Amios. Paul was on another road called the road to Damascus. Whatever road you are on today, I encourage you to meet with Christ. I encourage you to stop persecuting the Lord. I encourage you to stop persecuting him. I encourage you to invite him into your life. Hear what Paul says when his eyes were open. He is telling King Agrippa that Jesus revealed himself to him. Jesus told him to get up and stand on his feet. 
And Jesus told him that he had appeared to him to appoint him as a servant and as a witness so that he would go and share his experience. And of course, he would see more about the relationship he would have with Christ. He would see more about the power of, of God, the power of Jesus, and he would continue to share that. And he's telling King Agrippa in Acts 26 that Jesus told him, I am sending you to them, to the Gentiles, to open their eyes and turn them from darkness to light, from the power of Satan to God. And friends, this is what it's, why it's very interesting. This is what is happening when our eyes are open. When we experience moments of revelation, our eyes are open and God would use us to those whom he sends us to, to take them from darkness and bring them to the light of the world. Jesus Christ, to take them from the power of Satan so that, and bring them to God. And hallelujah, the Bible says, and they would receive two things. One is forgiveness. And secondly, they would receive sanctification by faith. Jesus is inviting you today. Jesus is calling you today. Hallelujah. He wants you to walk and talk with him. He wants you to break bread with him. He wants you to understand the importance of the blessed, the broken, and the gifted. He wants you to understand that your relationship with him should be paramount over religion. He wants you to understand that you need spiritual sight in order for him to send you. He wants to walk with you where you are now. He wants you to hear his voice so that he would reveal scripture to you so that your eyes would be opened. Just bow your heads with me and ask God to give you moments of revelation. Hallelujah. Let the Lord talk to you today. Let him walk with you today. As you walk through life's road, as you walk through life's journey, invite him into your life. It may be for the first time. It may be that you want to recommit yourself to the Lord. Just in your own Comfort and the comfort of your home, just give your life afresh to the Lord today. Even for the first time, just say, Lord Jesus, I give my life to you today. I surrender to your divine authority. I can do nothing, but you can do all things. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. There is room in my heart for you. May the Lord bless. May the Lord encourage your heart. May the Lord strengthen you as you continue this journey of life. May the Emmaus experience be yours so that 
the scriptures will be expounded to you by the power of the Lord's Holy Spirit. And that your, your heart will be opened, your, your spiritual eyes will be opened. May the Lord open the eyes of your hearts and may the scales from your eyes, if any, fall right now, fall right now, fall right now, so you would see spiritually, glory to God, glory to God. Father, bless your people right now. Bless your people, Lord, as they commit in their homes to you. Bless your people, Lord, bless them, bless them. Bless them, Lord, as scales be removed Hallelujah. Scales coming down right now. Scales being removed right now. Bless them, Lord, as they receive you in their heart. Their hearts strangely warmed with the power of your anointing, with the power of your Holy Spirit. Bless everyone, every home, every life. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.